Welcome to Vinyasa in Verse, the podcast where we connect mind, body, and spirit through poetry and practice. I'm Leslie Ann Hobayan. Together, we'll explore different ways of connecting with our innermost selves and how to tap into the flow of the universe. Because once that happens, anything is possible. Your best life starts now. Hello, loves. Welcome to another episode of Vinyasa in Verse. Oh, what a strange, interesting time we're living in right now. Um, It's a beautiful day, and I hope that you can all find the beauty in whatever is happening in your life on this day, in this moment, because you are in charge of your mindset. And so how will you choose to see today? Will you find the beauty? I encourage you to do so. Because let me tell you, (laughs) this uh, episode has been an interesting process for me to put together. Uh, If I'm being honest and totally transparent, as I often like to strive for, this is, I think, the third recording attempt for this uh, episode. Um, For whatever reason, in the editing process, the tracks that I've recorded mysteriously vanish. And so here I am (laughs) giving it another go. And so to start off our episode today, I will read a poem by Hafez. And today's poem is called That Lamp That Needs No Oil. I have made the journey into nothing. I have lit that lamp that needs no oil. I have cried great streams of emerald crystals on my scarred knees, begging love to never again let me hear from any world the sound of my own name, even from the voice of divine thought, or see that pen you gave me, God, in the sun's or sky's skillful hand, writing anything other than the word one. I have made the journey into nothing. I have become that flame that needs no fuel. Beloved, Now what need is there to ever call for Hafez? For if you did, I would just step out of you. And so this poem reminds us that we are all one. And if there is a good time for us to think about that, it's now. As we deal with the ever-evolving, ever-changing circumstances of this pandemic. It's a big reminder that we are the same. We are all connected. And when I say we're the same, I don't mean, you know, we're like separate wives or anything like that. It's more of thinking how we all could get sick from this virus, but we all could take care of each other to keep ourselves healthy, to keep our loved ones healthy, healthy, to keep our neighbors healthy, um, and anyone else we come into contact with. And so I would like for you to reflect on this poem by Hafez as a portal into understanding how our self-care, how we take care of ourselves, 
helps everyone around us. It's not selfish. It's actually a service. Because if you are choosing to see beauty, if you are choosing to feel peace, if you're choosing to feel love, to choose joy, that will show itself in your body, in how you carry yourself and how you interact with people. That energy will radiate out to others and people will know it. They'll notice, they'll respond to it. They may not be aware of it at the conscious level, but they will notice And that kind of energy is contagious. And if we're going to talk about any kind of contagion, actually that is probably the way to go. Where we can see how laughter is contagious. You ever find yourself in a group of people and someone just starts laughing for no reason at all and maybe you don't find whatever they're laughing at funny. But if they laugh heartily enough or, you know, long enough, or, and you just sense that they are genuinely in their laughter, you find yourself starting to chuckle a little bit, starting to laugh, and then it spreads. And it, it's so funny. I mean, just thinking about it now, like, I want to laugh. Um, <laughs> I want to laugh at the fact that I recorded an episode and then I went to edit it and then the thing that I recorded disappeared and I said "Um, yeah I have no idea where it is I looked for it tried to undo it tried to all kinds of things and uh, didn't find anything and I was like okay well let's give it a go a second time Um, and the thing is for me when I record these podcast episodes um when there's no guests and it's just me, a lot of it is intuitive. And um, a lot of the things that I share are not scripted. It comes from the heart. It comes from my intuition. And so I was listening back to um, the first version of this episode. And I was like, okay, you know, maybe I'm a little too serious. It, it could use a little more playful energy. Um but what I'm what I'm saying is is useful, so we'll we'll keep it. It's fine. And so I go to edit um, the audio, and for whatever reason, I can't even explain or describe to you what happened. Uh, all of a sudden, the audio wasn't there, and I was like, okay, well, I guess the universe wanted to deliver the thing that I asked for, right? <laughs> because <laughs> I considered uh, re-recording it, but I said no. You know, what I'm offering is. Um, it'll be useful. And the universe didn't hear that part. So it promptly deleted my audio file. (laughs) And so I decided to uh, record a second take. I was like, all right, well, let's go and try to be more playful and really hone in on what we're feeling is out there uh, as far as what the audience, you guys might Uh, need to hear right now, considering that there's a lot of anxiety and panic and fear, um, a lot of uncertainty. And uh, and so I spoke to that and I felt good about it. And I I was playful and uh, I was like, yeah, this is it. This is it. It's, It's great. And so I went to go edit that. And I even saved 
the original, started a new file, and edited from that one, right? And then I go, and it's not there again. So I don't, I don't know what's going on. Um, I mean, clearly, I know how to put together a podcast episode because we're on episode number eight, and all those previous episodes have successfully been published. And uh, yeah, so I have no idea what's going on. So I'm going to try to um, just offer some of the revelations, for lack of a better word, some understandings um, that I came to, some conclusions I came to in the other um, episodes that I had recorded earlier today. And one of them is this idea of how this this virus is forcing the world to stop, to stop running around off to here, off to there, to take a big pause. Um, it's like Mother Earth said, nope, you guys need a break. We're going to just put the brakes on, literally, and make everybody stop. Can't go to work, can't go to school. You got to stay home, be with your family, be with whoever lives in your house. Um and I, I do want to acknowledge that for some, um, their places of residence aren't the best um, and it may not be uh, the ideal situation, may not be a safe situation. So if you're listening to this and um, you're in that kind of place, I hope that you're able to find some support in getting somewhere where you feel love, where you feel some peace, some calm, um, sending out good energy for you. And so this uh, virus has got us thinking, we're pausing, right? And it's forcing us to think about what's important to us. I mean, what's really important? Um, For me, it's physical contact, you know, like being able to hug people when I see them. I don't know. It was very strange. I went to a conference a couple of weeks ago and um, there were some who, you know, they reached out their hand out of habit to shake my hand. And I was like, I'm, a, yeah, I'm fine with that. Sure. And then there were some that were like, no, you know, I don't, I don't want to hug or elbow touch or fist bump or any of that stuff. I don't want to make any contact. And I respected that decision, but not having that option made me realize just how much I need it. And and the thing is, normally I, I respect people's um, preferences for boundaries, you know, whatever their comfort level is with physical contact. Um, but I know that, you know, I'm a hugger, you know, for the most part. I mean, there's some, sometimes when I'm just like, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not feeling your energy. Um, but by not having it, by not being able to do it when I feel like it really um, brings into focus for me how important that is for me. So I'm wondering if that is the same for you. Um, I'm thinking that in addition to this idea of pausing, how the media is feeding us these messages of panic, of fear, of anxiety. Um, I think as the days are going on, 
more and more people are becoming aware of just how unhelpful that is. Um, And so what I encourage you to do, if you're feeling the fear, if you're feeling anxiety or panic, well, for one, you know, the basic idea is to pay attention to what you're taking in. Are you taking in a lot of news? Are you taking in a lot of social media that has reports of people who are really, really sick, um, situations that feel dire? It's not helpful to you and keeping you healthy. Because when we have a mental state of stress, that inevitably affects our physical health. Um, If you are feeling anxiety, if you're feeling fear, your whole body tenses, the cells begin to break down, and then the immune system becomes less than optimal. It becomes weakened. And so it's important for us to be mindful of the things that we are looking at, the things that we're exposing ourselves to. Uh, One of the things that I've done, I mean, I've since... You know, right? I generally don't read the news or pay attention to uh, mainstream media all that much. I mean, I, I go and I get my basic information, but um, the way they deliver it is really in a in a way that isn't nourishing. And so I've um, I've I've always stayed away from that. But my social media feed, on the other hand, has been something else where I've actually taken the time to um, snooze certain people who tend to post those kinds of panic-inducing images or like empty grocery shelves are not useful. It Visually, it leads us to believe that there's no food when that's not the actual truth. Uh, the supply chain is still intact, and it's just a matter of us not all going to the store and buying all the bread but just going food shopping like you normally would, you know, like maybe you go every Monday or Tuesday just to allow the delivery trucks to make their deliveries for the employees to stock the shelves. Um, but posting empty shelves really doesn't help our psyche. And so um, I've snoozed some people, you know, I'm still friends with them. But I don't need to see those images. So I press the snooze button on uh, Facebook, and that snoozes people for about 30 days, which is, you know, which is fine. Um, And then on Instagram, I've chosen to follow some people, some accounts that have daily positive messages, Uh, messages that feel empowering, messages that are in tune with uh, spiritual planes, spiritual spirituality and my mood has changed a lot Um, I'm feeling more peace Uh, I'm feeling more trusting Uh, the thing with fear is that it's a cover for our lack of trust in ourselves as far as like what we have control over like that we're equipped to handle whatever it is that we're we're faced with um but also a lack of trust in the universe and how things unfold. Because uh, we're under this idea that we have control over our lives. And, you know, it's funny because there's this question of like what's predestined and what's 
not? What about free will? And I'm not going to get into the philosophical discussion about that, but um, I'm thinking about how trusting in what unfolds in our lives is there to help us grow. And then we can choose to see these moments as teaching moments, or we can rail against them as something negative, like this is not supposed to happen to me, or, you know, why is this happening? Because it's not what was in what I planned for this part of my life, or whatever it is. Um, It's a lesson in surrender, and letting go and using whatever occurs in our life as a growth moment. And the free will part is how we choose to respond, how we choose our mindset in whatever it is that we've um, been given in this life. And so for those who are having a really hard time with this, you know, in terms of just mentally trying to keep it together, um, I invite you to just maybe give yourself a little mantra of, I trust myself to handle this. I am equipped to handle this. I'm strong enough to handle this. Um, You know, I see a few posts, social media posts every now and then they get through the the cracks, but, um, you know, they kind of make jokes like, all right, who's freaking out, you know, at home, working from home and, you know, your kids, what are you doing with your kids and and all this stuff. And while it's, you know, kind of said and fun, it's not useful because there's this sort of subtext of, well, yeah, you should be freaking out. Um, But, you know, in my house, we're not we're, we've got a system set up. Um, you know, we've, we followed the instructions of the school for remote learning. And, uh, and my kids are, you know, following protocol, whatever that is. Um, I'm able to do my work that I need to do. And um, yeah, we just, we're just doing our usual schedule just at home instead of elsewhere. And I think it's important to keep in mind that, yes, there is something going on in the larger world, you know, that, yes, there's this virus that's spreading. Yes, the people that need the attention are getting the medical attention because people like us are not flooding the ERs, for example, Um, but also to just do what we can within our little circle of reach, you know, um, it's not helpful to anybody to panic, to freak out, to, to express our fear in ways that paralyze us. Um, because it just puts unnecessary stress on the body, which, as I said earlier, breaks down, you know, the immune system, which then makes you susceptible to getting sick. So while there's jokes like that, it's not necessarily helpful. So how can you shift the mindset to something that is strengthening, empowering, encouraging? I mean, one thing is to just 
start watching funny movies, for example. You know, um, over the last few nights, we've been watching the Pitch Perfect movies, and I had never seen them. Um, and I'm so glad that I did. I mean, it's so they're so fun. I mean, you know, two and three as as sequels go are predictable and kind of like, uh, but I'm all about the singing and the mashups and the harmonies and it's just a lot of fun. And so those are the kinds of things I'm doing to create a calm environment, a fun environment. Um, I bought a 2000, no, sorry, 1000 piece, uh, jigsaw puzzle that, uh, we've set up in the, in our TV room. So we're scheduling puzzle time to work on it as we go. Um, and yeah, we're just trying to stay positive and enjoy each other's company for once, instead of having to run off to this practice or that lesson or this class. Um, it's, uh, it's really important to take this time to be present with whatever situation you're in. Um, I know that some people are saying, oh, now's the time to do this thing or that thing or redecorate or clean or whatever. And while that might be true, what if this was just an opportunity for you to be, to just be yourself, to be still, to enjoy yourself? Um, You know, I'll admit that I, I am getting caught up also in the you can do this. You can catch up at all the things on your to-do list, right? How, how wonderful does that sound? <laughs> but, um, you know, cause I have so many books, you know, in my house that I'm like, Oh, I can read that book and that book and that book. And the thing is like, yes. Okay. I will read a book because I can't remember the last time I sat down and read a book. I've been reading a lot of my books by listening to them on audible from, um, my driving around cause I drive everywhere. Uh, But now it's like, okay, I'm not driving anywhere. I can sit down and read a book. And I'm really very much looking forward to that. But I'm not going at it with this intent of like, all right, I'm going to read 10 books in a week. Let's go. Go, go, go. You know, (laughs) it's more like I want to enjoy life. I have no excuse to put anything off now. Um which could be seen as like, I have no excuse to repaint my studio if I wanted to. Yeah, that's nice. I mean, if I enjoy it, okay. But it's more about the intention to not do something because you want to get it off your to-do list, but to do it maybe because that will help you enjoy your life more or that will help set up your space so that you can be in your space in a way that feels more enjoyable. I know for me, for example, I've got a lot of clutter in my studio. Um, It would be nice to clear it out. But I'm not approaching it as this is something I need to check off my to-do list. My intention, and intention is everything, my intention is I would like to create more space in my studio so that I can create more space in my mind. And when I have space in my mind there's more opportunity for me to just create. And that makes me happy. And so I invite you to do a couple things. One is to choose your mindset and to sit with the fear, anxiety, and panic, if you have it, 
You know, it's not as easy as um, if you have it, it's not as easy to be like, okay, I choose peace and then that's going to go away. It's, it's not, it's not that easy. It takes work and it takes practice and, and there are, are different ways of going about it. But for now, if you're experiencing the anxiety and the fear and the panic, sit with it for a little bit, you know, get to know it, get to be friends with it and get curious about why it's there. You know, what is that about? What is the fear about? Is the fear about this lack of trust in yourself to handle whatever is coming through? Is it a fear of realizing that you don't have control over your life? What is that fear about? I mean, the panic is, is part of the fear. The anxiety is part of the fear. So maybe sit with that fear and be curious about it. Don't be afraid of it, you know, because we all have fear and that's what makes us human. But maybe approach it as you would a friend you're trying to get to know, you know, someone you just met, you know, I don't know, at Starbucks getting coffee or whatever, you guys hit it off and you want to get to know this fear a little bit more. So sit with fear. Maybe, you know, write a letter to fear and see if fear might write a letter back. That's one way to investigate it. Um, And then the other thing is to be intentional in what you do with this time of shutdown, of self-quarantine, self-isolation, social distancing, all this new language is popping up, right? So be intentional with how you are going to be living your life in this new way of living. It's, it's temporary. We just don't know how long. We know it's changing ever so rapidly. But set intentions for how you're moving through the world, how you're moving through your life. You know, my intention of cleaning out my studio is to create space. My intention for how I spend my days is to find that balance between work and play. I even scheduled, I mean, if you can see, I I have a little dry erase board that I um, set up every night uh, before bed and write out my schedule. And um, for today, I scheduled at 3.30. It's going to be puzzle time and snacks with my kids. So I think it's important for us to make time for that. And for me, if I don't schedule it, it doesn't happen. Even though it's a dry erase board, I mean, if I write it down and I see it, it becomes concrete and I feel like, okay, I've committed to that. So, um, so at three 30, I'm going to be, uh, checking out some puzzle pieces (laughs) and having some snacks. Um, and so I invite you to do the same. If that means puzzles, cool. But I invite you to set intentions for whatever it is that you'll be doing over the next who knows how long. So to close the episode, version number three, (laughs) uh, I've got a poem I'd like to share with you 
that I think, I don't know, kind of speaks to our state of the world right now. Uh, if we look at this as change is inevitable, and this is a really dramatic shift, a dramatic change in how we are thinking about things and how we are seeing things. And what will that look like after the dust settles? Will we learn whatever lessons we're meant to learn and move forward in a, on a new trajectory? Or will we go back to the way things were before this pandemic? It's, it's up to you, right? And so this poem is, uh, is a little microcosm of change. This is uh, by Jacob Sainz, and it's called Evolution of My Block. As a boy, I bicycled the block with a brown mop top falling into a tail-bleached blonde, gold-like under golden light, like colors of noble knights, banging on corners, unconcerned with the colors I bore, a shorty too small to war with, too brown to be down for the block. White knights become brown kings, still showing black and gold on corners now crowned. The block, a branch branded with La Corona, graffitied on garage doors by the ponds. As a teen, I could have beamed the crowd, walked in without the beat-down custom, warred with my cousin who claimed two-six, the set on the next block decked in black and beige. But I preferred games to gangs, books to crooks wearing hats, crooked to the left or right, filing for a pilot. A block to spot and mark with blood of boys who knew no better way to grow up than throw up the crown and be down for whatever. And so, until next time, my dear friends, the divine light in me bows to the divine light in you. Here's hoping this episode sticks. <laughs> Namaste. Often, we find ourselves stuck running on autopilot, knowing we were meant for more than what we've been doing, but not knowing what else to do, or even where to begin. This retreat is a good starting point to listen for what you're meant to do in this world. On August 5th to the 9th, in the serene setting of wine country in Sonoma County, California, I will lead you through a sacred space to get quiet and reconnect with yourself, where you can tune in to your intuitive voice where the sun can nourish your soul and the earth ground you into your body. This is an opportunity to realign with your true life's purpose, to remember who you are, to come home to yourself. Visit suryagyan.com for more information. Live your best life now.